hunter and his son in Ontario enter the woods searching for birds. What they find is stranger than you can imagine. Blood-curdling screams break the air. Is it a Sasquatch? Something supernatural? What do these people record on their phone audiovisual devices? Experts say it could be a large mammal. But there's no way to be sure. Why is no one sure? That <laughs> got a little Seinfeld. Uh, audio, audio visual devices is real, uh, really advanced. Yeah, but you, you have to, you have <laughs> to shout it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I have to shout it to make it. <laughs> you worried about like Seinfeld. disturbing your neighbors or something? I mean, I don't want to shout in a weird accent in my apartment. No. <laughs> Coward. How, how how'd you do it previously? I mean, I didn't. You for sure did. I've definitely heard previous Brent Trent's where you were yelling to get the Brent Trent voice correct. That's just because uh, we'll uh, edit the audio. Oh, so so he can make you louder, but he can't make me quieter? Correct. Well, I have no way of refuting this. So this is kind of a, uh, I think, a brief article, but one of the things that I thought was interesting about it, guy goes into the woods with his kid hunting for, like, quail or goose or something. Um, and here's this like, and uh, we'll put the or we'll put the actually maybe through the magic of technology, someone can put the audio in here, uh, right here. And then we'll at least link to the video and the article, but it does sound like a, like kind of like a person screaming in the distance. Um, but it made me think of uh, like a lot of animals sound weird. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of possum, like in the wild. Uh, my favorite animal sound is a porcupine because it sounds like a, an Animal Crossing character talking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like a moose. I never so, heard one of those. Yeah. Um, it's actually, it's come up a couple of times in uh, a video game called Red Dead Redemption 2 that, that is online where there's a ton of animals in that game and they're all really well modeled and really accurately sounded. But sometimes I'll be playing with people and they hear like a scream of like an elk or something, which is a really, another really terrifying nature sound. And they'll be convinced that either the game is wrong, like nothing could sound like that. Or it's something else. Like no, it's just an elk, just an opossum screaming. They do that. Just keep keep moving. It sounds to me like something is crying. It's like in pain. It's crying. Jake, wasn't there a creature in your um, Agents of Odd game that was a cryptid that cried a lot? Yeah, the squonk. Um, and it said that it could cry until it disappears. Like its tears make it dissolve. Like uh, like that one sad video of the raccoon that goes to wash the cotton candy before it eats it. And then the, the cotton yeah. candy disappears. 
it's like that. It's really sad, and then it cries itself into non-existence. I also like the fact that Vice clearly called up like the Ontario's, you know, forestry ministry and like demanded answers, and they were like, "We don't know." Like some guy recorded a sound in the woods, fucking so jog on. Like what? I like that's pretty good. But the best part is at the end, it says that it's probably Bigfoot. <laughs> Sasquatch, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Bigfoot. It's uh, it's also like oh, not the only running. weird noise that people here in Canada all the time. Um, I just shared this one video here for you guys to listen to, and I'll try and cut the audio in also. It does look like they solved it in the second, in the first post, though, which is also kind of the magic of the internet. Well, sure, that's what uh, Mempic wants you to believe. Yeah. Trenchless piping. Yeah, uh, and it kind of reminds me, uh, speaking of weird noises in Canada, Will has some really cool Shagath noises that he made one time. Maybe. Uh, but he didn't even, they're just elk noises. I'm 99% sure. Um, uh, yeah, but he like mixed them a little bit, like made changed the pitch and the tone and stuff like that. Well, I mean, there's a I forget what the phenomenon is called, Max. You probably actually would know, but like humans, the brain is really good at seeing faces and things. Um, even when there's not a face there, because like we're pattern recognition, we're like programmed to recognize patterns, right? I've I've actually had that. Uh, I've experienced that before because like uh, I used to patrol like really really late at night, and um, I'd have like my alley lights on, you know the the lights that shine ninety degrees off from the side of your car and two alleyways, hence the name. But um, I used to ride around looking for like prowlers or burglars at night or whatever. And like when the human mind wants to see something, the human mind will see something. Cause several times I'd like slam on the brakes because I thought I'd seen someone in an alleyway, like between houses. That, like that real quick clip in signs of the alien, like walks into the frame at the end of the alley. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was like that for real in, in real life. I've scared the shit out of myself like more times than <laughs> I care to mention, like just riding around the city at night. So, anyways, you started blasting. Just blast a couple of rounds down there, you'll solve the problem. So, yes, I mean, humans are, are like programmed to see faces and things, and I imagine there's a similar phenomenon where we're programmed to hear things that are like, you know, not what we're used to in our environment and call them out to ourselves because and you, you always like your mind always goes to like the worst possible thing. It's like it's like a fight or flight response, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it goes right back to. You know, back in the day, where you had to run around the, run around the st- the steeps for. I'm sorry. What did what you did know, you call them? Run, run around, around <laughs> the steeps. Uh, the the steeps like a steep slope. Yeah, like yeah, exactly like the mountains. Okay, but you know that the steps are a different thing from the steeps, and the steps are quite flat. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you're there. Quite flat. Um, push you down the steeps. Yeah. 
Anyway, I'm sure it goes back to when we had to run around the the veld. There you go, uh, escaping lions and stuff. It, you, you can't get onto him though, because people are literally paying us for him to mispronounce stuff now. So, also, <laughs> also true. known as wasting three afternoons a week, but mostly just laughing at your friends and they misspeak. Nice. So we usually, we usually try to you know tilt these into like how could you turn this into a double green scenario or or what kind of double green cover up is this new story for? Um, so what's the low hanging fruit here? Um, I think that if you're interested in uh, the Bigfoot, there's a cool article on the old SCP website. One of the old articles, not one of the like the newer ones, I think, where it's about how the Bigfoots are actually the leftovers of an advanced race of cybergrugs that once ruled the planet and with advanced alien technology, which is pretty much canon in Delta Green. And the few surviving Bigfoots are the ones that we didn't exterminate in a genocidal uh, ancient war. And they're fucking and they're fucking pissed. They're fucking pissed. Well the 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 ending of the article was Bigfoot's like a message from Bigfoot saying, I'm gonna give you one chance to let us back in. Because if not, we're going old school, bitches. God help us. Uh, yeah, I turned Bigfoot as well as uh, actually in what you, you mentioned. It's in the Delta Green canon. They're supposed to be like Migo fungal No, that's, that's the, um, um, the ones that... The Meto... That's not Meto the same thing. Kind. That's a Yeti. Yeti is... Abominable Snowman, Bigfoot. It's all the same. No, I think that Bigfoots are... Um, so I used... I When I was a little kid, I had... Uh, big feet. Yeah, big book. Big. Feet. When I was a little kid, I had a book called The Big Book of the Unexplained, and it was a big book of like UFO conspiracies and stuff. Basically, like the same stories that Delta Green is based on. And one of the stories was about different connections between UFO lore and um, Bigfoots. So there'd be stories in there about how like a guy claimed to see. Uh, a UFO that disgorged a group of Bigfoots that went around and did like various tasks because they were the slaves of the reptilians or whatever. Well, it just sounds like the uh, big feet are just riding around and they're super cool flying saucer pimp mobile going off doing cool stuff. And they just happen to get caught by humans sometimes. Well, yeah, that would explain why there's never any bodies. Cause it's like, um, it's like the Viet Cong. They always recover the dead to deny humanity a body count. But yeah, that's Bigfoot. That's how that's how you'd roll Bigfoot into this for Delta Green. But what else could these uh, sounds be? I don't know, dude. You just want me to list like all the canonical creatures? I'm trying to like. I mean, have you ever recorded a Brent? I mean, I'm trying to. I'm trying to like. Your first no, time? the thing I always do on Brent Trent is I try to like spin a scenario out of it that isn't just take a mythos monster and slap it on the pile. Like, if you recall when we did our tooth-based episode, I, we were like trying to think of you know. It's like a homunculus man out of teeth that a wizard made, but he programmed it wrong using the bad golem inscriptions. And Kevin, you should be supportive of me here because you don't ever use mythos creatures. As one of the that's one of the, the characteristics you have that's quite positive in my book. But I would say that uh, there's there's more to a Delta Green operation than a mythos creature. I think you're absolutely correct. I one of the things people always or people often forget when trying to cover up a Delta Green operation is you know they, they try to cover up like the the visual or the evidence that it happened, but you know, audio travels a lot further than sight does, you know, in the forest. So, you know, you drag some guy out there and like black side him or, you know, whatever the case is, 
and they're screaming, you may not realize there's somebody hunting for quail, you know, a mile away, they can hear it. The thing about covering up operations, though, that a lot of people um, kind of don't, they, they kind of, they kind I think, I think there's, there's people who assume that like, you have to do a lot less covering up, like, oh, I can just roll firearms and leave the body in the street. But there's also people who are like, all right, we got to come up with an alternate explanation for, you know, why the monster killed all those people. It's like, if you get rid of the monster, if you get rid of all evidence that was ever in the world, your job's kind of done because you don't have to provide a legitimate reason for the crime because your job is to sanitize the involvement of the unnatural. So no, so normal people aren't going to be able to find it because it's gone forever and there's no possible way because you removed all the evidence. So you don't have to provide a, a plausible explanation because there's your job isn't to explain the crime mundanely. It's just to prevent the natural from being discovered. It could just be a cold case. Yeah, that's a green pays a bunch of internet trolls to go out there and start the crazy conspiracy theories to discredit anyone that actually knows like the a truth. victim of the art. Victim of the art is one where people try to people will try to come up with like ways that the Bayaki could have inexplicably, you know, like like mundane explanations for why those murders occurred. But once you get rid of the Bayaki, it dissolves into sludge, and there's no way to ever bring it back. So. You don't need to come up with explanations for what happened because people can't find the real truth. So just let it be a cold case.